What is the secret Dwayne is hiding in the basket? What's in the basket? Some of the tenants claim to have heard noises coming from this room. Like someone on a rampage. What's in the basket? You're that kid Needleman warned me about. The Bradley boy. The freak we separated. I know an awful lot of guys, Dwayne. But you're... different. What's in the basket? What's in the basket? What's in the basket? My brother. Your brother! <laughs> Open it, if you dare. Listeners, we are back. Is that too loud? No. <laughs> no, not startling at all? You're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast that talks about a horror movie, and uh, we will spoil that movie, but when we talk about Recently Watched, we'll make some attempts to not spoil that. Yeah, we'll try not to. Um, I'm Richard. I'm here with Will. Hello. Jolian is doing a convention this weekend, so he's not comic with us. Fest. It is Comic Fest, right? Yes. Starfest is the is the Starfest is the uh, the bigger umbrella. Uh huh. So, th- did they do away with Robot Con or whatever was? There, there were a lot of little cons rolled into it. Yeah. Do you know much about this? Uh, I only ever went to the Comic Fest portion. Okay. Well, I guess I walked around and looked at people in costumes at the Starfest. Yeah. Portion and uh, did I look at props there? No, I looked at some bad art there. I remember. <laughs> so that's probably a lot of it, isn't I it? I told my friend Noah we looked and uh, I was like, "Let's buy this." There was some kids' art. It was like third grader. It's like, "Hey, let's buy this kid's picture," you know, and boost his spirit. And uh, it's <laughs> like, well, you know, we'll, we'll do like ten bucks. And Noah told me, for 10 bucks, I can draw my own dinosaur picture. <laughs> <laughs> I was bracing for the kid wanted 100 bucks for his drawing. No. Oh, man. You ever see that when people, like, aren't experienced with selling stuff to the public? And they put, like, three or 500 bucks on their little oil painting that isn't very good? Ooh, yeah. You know, and I understand the price because you don't want to sell it. And, yeah. And you're willing to part with it if someone's willing to pay that. Mm-hmm. I do get that. 
but a lot of people just don't have a, a good mental picture of what is the public going to, what's their, what's their pain threshold with their yeah. wallet? Um, I want to, uh, real quickly while we're here, um, are we going somewhere? <laughs> while we're here on this page, I have the computer open since we're in a house now. We used to say we're three friends in a shed at the bottom of a garden talking about a horror movie. And that's two guys in a house at the top of a hill. Yeah, it's quite a hill, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> we're going to um, change the grade of that hill so it's not... So it's steeper? Yeah. Yeah. Good. So So people have a harder time running up that hill. I don't want anyone to come up that hill. No, not through these windows. No. But there's going to be a fence pretty soon, too. There's a lot of work to do. Oh. Yeah. So um, I do want to uh, point out that since last week, we've had a lot of plays on our three more Friday the 13th episode uh, with our guest Ziggy. Excellent. I'm so glad she was on the show. That was a good episode. Yeah, it was. I do love how she pointed out that a simple tennis ball would have stopped the death of one of the characters in Jason X. Yep. She had a lot of good points. Yeah. And a fresh perspective. We've been watching these things for longer than she's been alive. Oh, dear Lord, yeah. Jason movies. Um, so the places where we're getting some listens, we got some listens in um, West Bloomfield, Michigan. Um, that is Michigan, right? Yeah. Um, Nashville, Tennessee. Glen Carbon, Illinois. Uh, a lot of listens there. So we got friends uh, in Mesa, Arizona. I've been, I've been uh, really targeting... Glen Carbon, Illinois. <laughs> yeah. On Facebook. Yeah, that's kind of east of St. Louis. I looked. Where is this place? But uh, yeah. So, um, wow. Brazil is still digging us quite a bit. Thank you, Brazil. Yeah, man. I, I wish I could speak Portuguese. Well, me too, but uh, we speak English, and uh, Middlesbrough, or Middlesbrough um, United Kingdom, has been listening. And uh, Belfast, UK, Northern, oh. Northern Ireland. And of course, Sale, UK. Hello, John. Um, London, Croydon. I mean, the UK has been digging us. We've got listens in Israel. Croydon. Yeah, Croydon. C-R-O-Y-D-O-N. Yes. Um, just a bunch of great places listening to us. Uh, uh, we have listeners in Israel. Um, but, you know, uh, Camaray, Australia. I mean, this is amazing. Like we've got, we've got people listening to us all over the world: Spain, Germany. Um, wow. Yeah, Budapest. Hey, Budapest. That's just like a day trip from uh, London, right? Or where? where I think <laughs> in the Bride. Where were they? They were going to. Were they they were going to Venice from England, but they went to Budapest <laughs> because it was closer. Because it was closer. <laughs> or was. Yeah, because Venice was just simply too far away. Venice was too far away to go. It was the dream. The little, I think the little guy wanted to go to Venice. Yeah, but then the big guy eventually went there. Speaking of the big guy, that was uh, Clancy Brown, who was also the Kurgan in Highlander. Yes. Um, Marissa, who works for us, uh, I, I made some remarks that were some uh, quotes from Highlander, and... Uh, and I said, oh, that's from Highlander. You've seen that, right? And she said, no. She's like 35. She's like, no. No. And, and I'm her, an adult. <laughs> her boyfriend's a bit older than her. And he hadn't seen it either. So I loaned her the DVD. And she came back and said, 
Jason said uh, he's not going to watch anything else you recommend. <laughs> they hated Highlander. Sounds like smart people. <laughs> well, you know, that, that, that was the first test. So we're going to keep her. All right, good. That's a test. <laughs> Have you seen Highlander? No. All right. You're going to need to watch it and tell us what you thought of it. <laughs> if you like it, you're fired. No, I like the movie, and I still work there. Anyway, so that's, I'm going to close that. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, we'll just close out of this. Um, signing out of our page so, you know, nothing bad happens to us. We don't want any hackers, you know. Hackers inside the house. Yeah, the Russian troll farm. You know, we don't want them getting us. So, um, we usually... Russian troll farm would be a great weed strain name. <laughs> you know, that's, that is great. They, they, they're... Do you remember when little coffee shacks, like little um, espresso stands were fairly novel and new back in the 90s? Yeah. And they all had like clever names. Yeah. Clever to them, maybe. Clever to them. Like the Daily Grind or the mm. Something Bean or the... Mm-hmm. Some, Common Grounds. Yeah. Ground Zero. Mm-hmm. That was before 9-11. You know, some yeah, of some were... Yeah, well, it was. <clears throat> but um, I was thinking how, you know, like you mentioned that, like terrorist attack coffee shop the equivalent like if you smoke a bit of weed now and again the equivalent uh in booze terms would be if everything was ever clear yeah isn't that the way weed is now like you can't buy something and just kind of sit there and puff away and enjoy the taste of it it's basically like if you aren't an experienced smoker you're gonna have a couple puffs and then you're on your ass i think so it's kind of like what if all booze, like, oh, I enjoy sipping a beer and tasting it and enjoying it. And if that beer was 151 or... But I think, two- it's, I think it's more like before you were drinking a, a Coors Light that had been opened and you'd found, and it was half rainwater, half Coors Light, <laughs> and there was a cigarette butt floating in it, and you drank that and you thought, hmm, this is booze. Yeah. This is as good as it gets. Right. And then you have, I don't know, some really nice tequila, top shelf tequila or something. Sure. It's not ever clear, but it's probably going to knock you on your ass. True. So I think it's weed used to be weaker and not so good. But then using that analogy, what if there was suddenly no more beer and everything was just Bacardi 151? Ooh, it's going to be hard to, to get used to. Right. That's, that's kind of my point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like you, it's hard. It's hard to just go in and say, "Oh, this one has a clever name. Um, let's buy that one, and it smells nice and whatever." Yeah, you can't go by the names. No, no. Uh, the names make no sense. <laughs> well, some of them mean something. I found out that Gorilla Glue means it just glues your ass to the couch and you can't get up. That's what they say. <laughs> but I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, that that example does fit. But I mean. There's one out there called Larry. <laughs> what does that do? It's That's the, not descriptive in any way. It's the guy from Three Compa- Three's Company that tries to juggle dates. Oh, see, I was thinking it was from the Three Stooges, Larry Fine. Oh, yeah. That makes more sense to me. Because <laughs> he's way funnier. Um, and you know, Larry from Three's Company probably ended up with Larry Fine's hairdo after a while. Probably. You know, I wish I could do a Larry Fine yeah. impression. Um, 
God, someone I was listening to did a really good one. Oh, it was uh, Billy West. Billy West does an excellent one. Yeah, because he used to yeah. call him at the... Uh, at the old age home. Yeah. Yeah, the ac- yeah. The actor's old age home. Yeah. So the listeners are probably wondering, when are these guys going to talk about some movies and television and shit? What have you watched since we did this last? All I've watched since last, although I will make uh, an amendment to this statement in a minute, uh, is a terrible spinoff of a spinoff. Oh, no. Legacies, which is a spinoff of the originals, which is a spinoff of Vampire Diaries. Wow. It is terrible. Wow. Who's it for? I think it's probably for teens. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, young adults. It's on the CW. I think that's all they cater to. It seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, sometimes when we're hanging out and um, and talking about entertainment, it's interesting. Like when Ziggy's over with her folks and we're all just talking, she'll talk about the entertainment that she consumes, even though she knows it's dumb and, yeah. and doesn't like it for its quality. But she's like, yeah, it's dumb, it's mindless, but I like it anyway. Yeah. Like, she'll throw that disclaimer out there. But I know that most of the audience for some of these things on, like, the CW really don't know that it's bad. Yeah, you hope they do. Yeah. You know, I I feel like, uh, yeah, it's it's trash TV. You know it is. Um, It's junk food for your eyes. Junk food for your eyes. Um, Usually it's pretty people doing dumb things. Wow, that that sounds like that's uh, college, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> a friend so. of mine was telling me that uh, one of her favorite episodes was uh, The Exorcist, and I remember some stuff we said on that episode. And then the Stephen Graham Jones episodes were also good because he just it's so fun to listen to him and hear his stories. Yeah, he's great. We should have him back on. I was thinking that too after she told me that. It's like, yeah, we got to do that. Yeah. It's been way too long, and we're in the new place now, and yeah. Uh, we need to talk about the werewolf shortage. The werewolf shortage. God, they're playing at the Lion's Lair. <laughs> that is a great band name, isn't it? No, no, no. The werewolf it's, shortage. I got an eighth of werewolf shortage. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weed strain. <laughs> I like that it's a weed strain. Everything we- that was a band name before is now a weed strain. Okay. That is the joke. That's our new thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah so. I went down to Light Shade and picked up an eighth of werewolf shortage. <laughs> but we need to pick a we need to pick a dispensary. Hey listeners who don't know this, we're in Denver, Colorado, and there are dispensaries everywhere. Everywhere. There's one in the next room probably. <laughs> yeah. While we started recording, someone opened one up. Um yeah, we need to find the one that's got the most hokey, like, sound-alike or, or punny kind of name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It, it is very surreal, though, going into a dispensary. Like, if you ever worried before when you were younger about, oh, you know, we're just we're having a party, we want to have some weed, you know, or whatever. And uh, it's like, there was a good amount of you're going to get some crap or you're going to get busted or, you know. Oh, yeah. That was always a big thing. Like, oh, shit, could I get busted for this? And now yeah, it's not there anymore. I think they should have a dispensary that they call your dealer's place. Yeah. Uh, or your dealer. Yeah. The two. And you uh, you go in and it's just a it's the waiting room is just like a couch with an Afghan sweater or 
quilt over the back. Yeah. It so basically, in there. The basement from that 70s show. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who hasn't watched that show, if they just find, I think it's on Netflix, just find the episode called The Garage Sale. That's the one where they make the pot brownies and yes, the parents eat them. Yes, that's a good one. That one's so good. And Red gets really high and sells the Vista Cruiser. Oh, I don't remember the details. I just remember that was a pretty good episode. Yeah, he sells the Vista Cruiser, and Eric's like, what the hell? That's my car. And he has, mm-hmm. he has to go over and try and get it back. And, uh, oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. Why would you ever want that car? So other than that crap on the CW, what else did you watch? That's it. Whoa, really? Did you watch what? the whole series? No, we have only watched like one episode a night. So And so you looked at your wife and said, so no more Frankensteins, no more Jasons. There will always be room for the CW crap in my house. Sure. You know. That's like uh, police procedures. I will admit, I will admit they made a clever writing choice to be able to bring different monsters in because the other two series only had vampires, werewolves, and witches. Okay. And you never saw anything else, and you weren't led to believe there was anything else. And they've brought other creatures up in this show and came up with a kind of nifty way to write around that. Um, Unlike True Blood, which was basically like, uh, oh, if you were wondering, now there's goblins, and now yeah, there's, you know. Yeah, now there's fairies. Yeah, it's like, for fuck's sake. So, uh, Panther Billies. Panther Billies. Unfortunately, unlike the Vampire Diaries, it doesn't. This show doesn't seem to be moving very fast, mm-hmm. which was the only thing I really liked about the Vampire Diaries is they would throw out like six crazy ideas that any other show would take one of those and stretch it out over a season, and they'd burn through like six impossible <laughs> ideas every episode, and you never knew where they were going, and they yeah. never slowed down for any explanation it was just shit's happening and it keeps happening and it you know it's clicking by at quite a pace yeah it was a a roller coaster ride kind of i like that and that was really the only you know uh appealing thing about the show is watching this like what will the writers think up next and and that they'll just throw those ideas away to come up with a crazier idea you know you think it's going one way and uh, you know, this guy's going to be the big bad for the whole season, and he shows up and he's killed in like five minutes. Oh, man. And they go on to like six other crazy ideas. Um, this one, unfortunately, doesn't seem to be doing that. They've taken the worst parts of the show, the school, and made that yeah. the center of the show. And I'm never a big fan of the school. Uh, I was going to add uh, uh, a little caveat to the... Uh, to that's the only thing I watched. I forgot last week I watched the Black Panther and Captain America Part 2. Oh, wow. Uh, they were okay. Yeah, I haven't watched either. Well, I did see Black Panther. I didn't see um, I didn't see either of the Captain America movies. I don't think. I might have seen the first one, but now it's been long enough I, I would have forgotten. It's another one of those that, like, this is good in small doses, but they want to make it three and a half hours long. Like, I'd pause the movie... Mm-hmm. at least Captain America part two and you pause the movie and you, you, the little chapter thing would pop up and it'd be like chapter 28. And you look at the time and you're like, I'm only a third of the way through the movie. How many chapters does this have? How long is this thing? Well, that's funny. You should mention that. I was going to jokingly ask you earlier if you stayed up and, and waited in line to get into uh, uh, the Avengers Endgame 
Mm, spoiler, Captain America dies. Oh, there you go. Uh, so does Iron Man. <laughs> oh, good, good. So that, that puts a bow on that, doesn't it? Yeah. So um, I know you didn't, and I know if you had, uh, for our listeners who've uh, heard us mention the Barnes Limit before, um, you, you want everything to end at 90 minutes. Yeah, 90 minutes. Wrap it up. Yeah. Keep it if in If I mind. was a producer, that would be the only stipulation I'd have. You can do whatever you want. It's got to be 90 minutes. Yeah. You know. Now, this thing is three hours long. Yeah. And the other one, Captain America Part Two, three hours long. Yeah. What? The, the, make two movies out of it. That's what I thought. Split it into... You know what Ozzy Osbourne did when he was recording his first solo album? He had so much material... He split it into two piles and made two albums. So Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman are, are from the same recording sessions. And oh, okay. both are good albums. Yeah. Both have plenty of good material on them. They, they have some stuff that feels like filler. But uh, had that been a double album, that would have been like, holy crap, what are you going to do for your next one? Yeah. And then it wouldn't have been as good. Yeah. So he saved some really strong material for a second album. Now, I'm looking at... These, these movies, these Avenger movies and Captain America movies, wondering, if it's three hours, why don't you do a 90-minute movie and then six months later, while everyone's still excited and wondering what happens Put next... Put the other bit? Yeah. Duh. Yeah. <clears throat> you would think that would be the the way people would want to do movies. Right. Uh, you would think theaters would like that, too, because you could cram in more showings right. per day. Yeah, you can only get, like three or four showings of, of Endgame. Yeah. Uh, if you start in the morning and end it. The Hulk dies. <laughs> Listeners are now knowing that none of this or all of this could be true. It is all true. I watched it last night. It was fantastic, but the Black <laughs> Widow dies. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man dies, but Tony Stark lives. Go figure that out. Yeah. So um, who does Mark Ruffalo play? The Hulk. Oh yeah, that's he's he's Bruce Banner or David. He's Bruce Banner. Is he Bruce or David? Bruce, I think. Are they back to Bruce? They're back to Bruce. Do you remember why they did away? Because Bruce was gay. Bruce is a gay sounding name. Is a gay name, according to producers in the seventies. Yes, Bruce. Or, well, I I think Bruce was a slang term for a gay person. for a gay guy. Yeah, because they assumed if your name was Bruce, that I mean, that, I I blame Batman, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> most famous gay man named bruce that's true lives with a young boy named robin yes they live together in a mansion with no women yes and they drive around in a fancy car together most importantly they have sex with one another <laughs> we're gonna get so sued by dc oh i hope this is a parody comedy podcast <laughs> That would be great. That would be the most publicity we could ask for. Sued by DC. Yeah, probably. We got a great quote from Lloyd Kaufman. Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah. Um, but we, uh, you know. You'll cut all that bit out where we sure. can't remember his name. That's right. We'll, we'll totally cut that out. We'll just put some of that uh, elevator music in there. You know what? We can't even say that anymore. Elevator music. Because now elevator music is just music. Like, there was a time when it was... Like these really floofy versions of stuff that you might hear in the radio. Muzak. Yeah. That was the brand. That was the big company. Mm-hmm. And um, now it's, I think they just play regular music or 
something recognizable. But they don't have they don't hire whole orchestras to record uh, floofy versions of stuff that's already popular. No, no. Did you ever hear the uh, Muzak version of "Smells Like Teen Spirit"? Um, I'm thinking I may have. You probably did. If you saw, um, what was that movie? Oh shoot! Well, I know that um, um, Dawn of the Dead, the remake, had the uh, uh, "Don't Worry, Be Happy" in, mm-hmm. playing in the mall, and it was the Muzak version. Mm. And. Uh, I was like, what? I know this song. Why do I know this song? And then I, I was listening for a minute and I went, oh, it's Don't Worry, Be Happy. Yes. Uh, orchestras, man, they don't get to work like they used to. Probably not. So that's it for your recently watched? That's it. Um, mine includes um, new episodes of Game of Thrones. I'm not going to mention anything about it because I know some people wait and binge, but uh, it's off to a great start. There's some really dark stuff happening. Daenerys dies. <laughs> she probably does. You know what I think is going to happen? I think all but one of them is going to die. They're going to, like all the A characters, the, yeah. you know, all, all the, uh, the second string and third string characters, they're just going to, you know, that's going to be hit or miss. But I think all the main ones are going to die, but whoever ends up in the throne. Um, it could be someone awful. Like everybody thinks it's going to be their favorite character. It could be someone awful. Yeah. Someone they hate. Cersei. Or whatever. It's going to turn out to be all a dream. <laughs> and you wasted eight seasons. That's right. It's going to be like Lost. It's actually oh, going to tie into the end of Lost. Oh, God. And they were all living in a sideways universe oh. that was really heaven. Oh, God. <laughs> You're having Lost flashbacks. I am. Aren't you? I am. I made the Lost drinking game. Do you, did, were you over for that? Uh, what was the lost drinking game? Uh, I think you shuffle the cards. Everybody takes three and the cards had take a drink. If it would have a character and a little picture of them in the corner, it would be like Hurley. Take a drink. If he says, dude, hug someone or eat something, give a drink. If he d- does something else. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So, uh, you would have three where you have to take a drink and one where you could give a drink and like, uh, like uh, Sawyer, if he made that aw shucks face, like, oh, you got me there. Uh, if, he, if he called someone by a nickname, like Freckles. Oh, man. Uh, I'm having lost flashbacks. Yeah. And then uh, I think Jack and Syed were like, uh, if, they, if they were brandishing a gun or threatening somebody. So anyway, I, I, I made the cards and laminated them and cut them and... And uh, I made labels for some beer bottles, and, and I made Dharma Initiative beer. I remember that. Yeah, so that was the season premiere party that I had. Yes, I remember that now. And it was great, and then the next season after that is when it started to really suck. So I don't know, what did it go, eight seasons? Five, uh, six seasons. Six. I think five was passable. Six was garbage. I think this was going into five. Yeah. I seem to remember that being the season five premiere because I think we watched the two before that at uh, someone else's house at the art supply shop. Yeah. So, well, that's ancient history now, isn't it? That is ancient history. So Game of Thrones. um, I also watched the HBO documentary series, The Case Against Adnan Syed. And uh, for, for anyone who listened to Serial or better yet, Undisclosed, 
Um, Rabia Chowdhury uh, appears very prominently in the um, docu-series from HBO, uh, which is interesting because I really, really knew her voice well from having listened to Undisclosed. And she went on after doing Adnan's case, um, which she's been, a, she's been an attorney and she's been an advocate to him. Um, but uh, for, for, uh, for all the, you know, hundreds of hours, I probably listened to her voice on Undisclosed. I had never seen her face. And it was surreal to see her in this documentary. Um, but uh, they cover it really well in um, it's six or eight episodes. I think it's maybe eight episodes. And uh, anyone who is unfamiliar for the uninitiated, this really gives you an idea what can happen in our judicial system and what can happen with police officers when they're trying to wrap up a case or have that attitude of, well, if he didn't do this, he did something, so let's just nail him. Mm. Or, you know, whatever their reasoning is, or like we think he did it, but we got nothing on him, but we're but we're pretty sure he did it, so let's nail him with some shit we make up. Yeah. Or they'll pressure somebody to testify who's got bigger problems if they don't do that. Like they could go to prison for some other bunk charges. Yeah. But um, the Baltimore police are not known for being on the up and up. There are a lot of these kind of cases going on with them. Mm-hmm. A, a Freddie Gray case. Um, there's a new one I just started listening to, and, I, and I'm spacing out the name of the uh, the guy who was he was chased down by police and shot. He was shot at and hit, um, but You're he didn't have to be more specific. <laughs> or as they call it, Thursday. Yeah. Um, so these these um, wrongly accused, wrongly convicted people uh, get railroaded in our in our system, and I and I know how it happens. I see how it happens. Um, it's terrifying. It really is. And yeah. sometimes if you can prove actual innocence, sometimes that's not enough to get you out of prison if you've been convicted, which no. is insane. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, they know who did it now, and there's, you know, whatever evidence to prove it. Well, actual innocence won't get you out of this now. What? Yeah, you exhausted all your appeals. Yeah. Know, or whatever it is. So that's terrifying, but anyone who is, like I said, uninitiated or... Uh, unfamiliar, watch that series. And, you know, if you have any sort of bias against somebody who is Muslim, that doesn't really play into this story at all. Um, but I think it's a, it's a good thing for people who are like, yeah, I don't like those people. Well, that doesn't fucking matter. You know, that has nothing to do with what happened to this guy. Um, it seems nearly impossible that, uh, that he murdered his ex-girlfriend. I mean, a lot of a lot of seemingly impossible things have happened, but this sure seems like it didn't. And then mm. the police tried to change things. You know, the detectives tried to change things to fit evidence they had, and then they got it wrong, like the cell tower pings for the cell phones. Mm. They're like, oh, that means he had to be here, so we're going to have this supposed witness guy say that he saw him here. And then it's like, oh, they were mistaken. They wrote the wrong thing down. So now they got it completely wrong, and now they got to try and backtrack and fix that. So there's a lot of fixing the narrative that they tried doing. Oh. So it's bullshit like that that proves that they're up to something. Um, and also the new season of uh, the Spooky Dark Adventures of Sabrina, or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> what is that called? I think it's the Spooky, spooky Adventures. <laughs> the, Adventures. The Scaretacular 
the uh, scare tacular, yeah. spooktacular, darkness, scare ventures <laughs> of Sabrina, the teenage witch. I am really bummed that that Salem doesn't talk. I loved the bad puppet in the TV series. Yes, and I don't remember the comic. I don't know that I ever read that many uh, issues. Oh, I thought you were going to the comic who Nick who did the voice. Of oh Salem. no, I yeah, that, I can't remember that Nick something. Uh, yeah, Patel. Nick Cave. Nick Cave. <laughs> and um, the new series does the voice of Salem would right. be fantastic. That would be great. Um, so, uh, in in a few sessions, got through all that and uh, enjoyed it. Um, they they exploded the statue that they were getting sued for. Yes, I saw that, and I was like, "Is that for the lawsuit?" Mm, pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm only up to season eight or episode eight on that. We haven't watched that. They've dumped a bunch of new episodes, but we're stuck on legacies for a while because we're only watching one series at a time. Oh my goodness. So, uh, well, we're at the just past the half hour mark. We might as well talk about Basket Case. Yes. Um, did I tell you when you mentioned it that I was pretty sure I'd never seen this? Yeah. I had not seen this. You had not. I had not. But I will say, um, right out of the gate, uh, knowing it's Frank Henenlotter writing and directing this thing, you know, I'm looking for, like, this predates uh, brain damage by a, a few years. Yeah. Um, four years, something like that. This was released in 82. Yeah. So Basket Case. Um, Made in 81. Yep. Released in 82. And I want to say that Brain Damage was 84, 85, somewhere in there. I want to say 84. Okay. So this predates. Jolian was here. He'd know exactly. Yeah, he would, for sure. And we did cover that one in one of our earlier episodes. Yes. And With I. The Elmer. Yeah. The Aylmer. You fucking named him Elmer? No, the Aylmer. A-Y-L-M-E-R. <laughs> I think I like Brain Damage a bit more than this one. Definitely, for me. Um, it feels like he had this idea, but then got it right with Brain Damage. Yes. Because it's not that different. No, it's not that different. Um, but the results are definitely different. Well, they are. Why does Belial need to kill? His little, first of all, for anyone who's listening for whatever peculiar reason, but has not seen Basket Case, um, do you want to give the quick rundown? Drop everything, <laughs> run to Amazon Prime, and watch this film. It's then, about a country bumpkin who moves to New York, and he has a large wicker basket with him. What's in the basket? Turns out it's his Siamese twin brother who's been lopped off from his side. He's hideously deformed, and he eats people. Right. That's pretty much the rundown. Now, um, why the basket? You saw his hairdo. He could have hidden him up there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is some hair. Yeah. At one point I thought, is, is this a wig? No, that's his hair. It's his hair. Man, it was gravity-defying, floofy, gorgeous hair. It really was. <laughs> um, so it, he's a bumpkin. Where would the, do you, did they say where he was from? Upstate New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, they mentioned the name, the town name, but I don't remember it now. Um, yes, he, um. And, and we got the flashback Dwayne, later. Dwayne. Yeah. Uh, what was his last name? Bradley? Um, Dwayne Bradley? Dwayne Bradley, yes. Played by Kevin Van Henterick. Yes. Um, he 
is a normal looking man who had a hideous malformed conjoined twin right um and then some doctors decided to lop off the joint twin uh thought it died but it lived has a psychic relationship with Dwayne. yep and its name is belial yeah which is a demon name isn't it i'm not sure where belial comes from i think that's a name of a demon or it's a term for a demon mm. um, i remember hearing that somewhere and i didn't bother to research that but belial to me okay for this to be plausible and and i know that's asking a lot from a movie like basket case but for it to be plausible you know uh belial would have bled out for as big as the part of him is that's been cut away from uh from uh, Dwayne's body he would have bled out but he didn't he He got stronger and apparently he's super strong. Yes. Because he later picks up Dwayne by his junk <laughs> with one hand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw this movie as a kid. I don't remember much of it. But I am surprised that it didn't become a favorite of ours. And it must have just been we didn't have access to it. Something. This and would have come from your friend's parents' video store. Yeah, I believe so. How big a store was that? Was it a, a fairly good sized store? Several hundred movies. Oh yeah, a couple easily. thousand movies. A thousand movies, yeah, easily. Yeah, you know, it, it was not say the biggest blockbuster you ever saw, but it was a fair sized store. Yeah, it wasn't just a spinner rack, right? That uh, at the gas seen, station, at the gas station that are you know that I've seen in some small New Mexico towns. Yeah, where it's like you know. 25 people live here and how far behind the times do you feel like new mexico was when you were growing up there Mm. like did you travel to the rest of the country much at all to get a a read on what modern i always felt we were at least 10 15 years behind everybody yeah 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 my brother and i um we would joke about when we would drive from uh, the chicago area over to dubuque iowa that we would have to reach escape velocity you know, yeah. going over the bridge over the Mississippi River to punch out of the 80s and get back into, you know, the early 2000s or whatever time it was. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, it always felt like everybody was into stuff that was already kind of passe or super outdated. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And, uh, and seeming to not know more or know better about it it's like no the, do you not know the internet exists don't you have cable do you get publications that you could look at pictures in no all right so just put back in black on on your cassette deck and rock out i guess yeah fuck yeah we definitely had cable and i think that sped things up um Some, sometimes i can say that was in a bad way because if you like we lived out west um like we moved away from the Chicago area and moved into up to Northern Idaho. And when you would drive through like Montana, South Dakota, Minnesota, you'd go through these small towns. Like sometimes the freeway hadn't bypassed these towns yet. And you'd see kids just being kids. Yeah. They didn't all think they were like some kind of gangster rapper or something. Yeah. And with, you know, everyone getting cable, it kind of turned into that. It's like, no, you're not a badass. You're, you're in a town of 6,000 people. You're not a gangster. I'm sorry to inform you. Just yeah. please go ride your bike. Go take a swim in, in the river. Whatever it is you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, 
just trying to look like a gangster in a town of 6,000 people. You look like a fool. I'm way off pace with this. Like, yeah, where were we? What were we talking about? Um, oh, yeah. This kid's a bumpkin. Basket uh, case. But, but back to, let them, before we leave this subject, uh, so, so growing up in New Mexico and having this pretty good video store at your disposal, like you were almost like the very bottom south part of the state, right? Yeah. Um, Las Cruces. Yeah, Deming specifically. Okay. But nobody knows where Deming is if they know where Las Cruces is. Most right. people may have heard of that, but was that a joke town they made up or right. something? Is it just a punchline? Right. Um, so so for you to, to have access to this kind of material was probably pretty outstanding for your area. Oh, yeah, I'd say so. Because other things like music was... Man, if you wanted anything that wasn't right then, hadn't been put out in the last year or so, you were out of luck. It was all mail order at the time. Uh, yeah, mail, yeah, BMG, Columbia House, and, you know. Right. <laughs> that was how you, you learned about different bands. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, if you like this, you might also like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's true. Did, did you ever rip off BMG or Columbia House? Who, who didn't? That's a good question. Who didn't? You know, and, and I'm sure there's an age group listening to this uh, that maybe doesn't know what we're talking about. But Eight CDs for a penny. Or before that, it was eight cassettes for a penny. Or record albums or whatever. Or records or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. And you, it was just a joke. They would like have you tape a penny to a card and mail it in. Yeah. And after a while, it wasn't even that. But it was like... They no, would, they would just send you this stuff yeah, on yeah. the speculation that you would actually buy something from them. Yes, and I did buy stuff from them for a while. Yeah, weird. You know, but I did have a few fake accounts that you know. Oh, I signed the dog up for yeah. Columbia House or whatever. Yeah, it's like send your lawyer after the dog. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. I never got those CDs. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Or cassettes or books. Books, they did that same thing for books. Yeah, book clubs. Mm-hmm. They had the mystery book clubs. Yeah. The horror book clubs. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that they ever had one for video cassettes, though. Um, They did do a DVD thing mm. when DVDs started to become more popular and more collectible. Yeah. When they weren't so out of reach cost-wise. So... You had access to a lot of stuff. You did get to see Hen and Lauder films. and Yeah, yeah. I did see Basket Case at some point, but it's a mind eraser. Because watching it last night, I was like, oh, I kind of remember this. I remember yeah. what the thing looked like when it first popped up. I was like, yeah. yes, okay, I remember this. You know, yeah. that part got seared into my mind. But uh, for it's... the most part, it was pretty new. and It's like a malformed turkey with a man face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> in two awful puppet hands. Yep. It doesn't look good. Mm-mm. It's got a very distinct look, but it doesn't look good. No. And why does it need to eat people? Like, I could understand if it was just homicidal. Yeah. But it's actually eating people, isn't it? Or is it? I think it's just killing people. It seemed to subsist on hamburgers and hot dogs. Yeah, because he was just lobbing an insane amount of food into the basket yeah. in the opening scene. And you're like, what's he doing? I think he just kills by biting people. That must be what it clawing is. Clawing them and strangling yeah. them. So what did you think of uh, of the hotel 
where Dwayne got his room. Is that like every hotel in every 80s movie? The bros line? Broslin? Yeah. Yeah, that to me was just like, oh, you know, uh, what was the hotel where Sid Vicious died? The uh, Chelsea? Yeah, the Chelsea. It's, like it's like the Chelsea only shittier. You know, yeah. Like, like every everything in every movie set in New York is like some shitty version of the Chelsea. Yeah. And there's that whole cast of, of just ridiculous characters. Man. Hookers and losers and fat guys with... Did you notice that the um the manager with the with the tank top and the and the suspenders and the did, glasses, yeah. Did you notice that his uh pants were safety pins shut? Were they? <clears throat> yeah. I didn't notice that at all. Yeah, he was running down the hallway in one scene and it's like he his zipper doesn't even work. Like his pants won't close all the way. They're safety pinned. Oh man, I, I love that. I love the hotel part of this movie so much. <laughs> I have such an affinity for filthy seventies New York. Oh my god! Um, Do you think they ruined it by making it all safe and nice? Yes. We talked about it in another episode. How you know sleazy New York? It could be like a, a theme park attraction kind of ride now. Yeah. Or maybe man, I would love that. Like a virtual reality game or something. Mm-hmm. Sleazy New York. You just wander around sleazy New York and try not to get mugged. Yeah. Like, or various other awful things that could happen to you. Yeah. Uh, you still haven't watched Ms. 45. I've still not watched that, and I knew you were going to bring it up. Oh, man. It is so weird, because when I was watching it, I thought, God, they nailed it, and I don't know how they set this. And it turned out it was just such a really good, clean transfer from the original negative or whatever. Yeah. It was filmed in, like, you know, 80 82 or, 80, or something. Yeah, I was going to say somewhere between 80, 82. Um, and it is sleazy New York. And it and it's vivid. I love it. And it looks new. It's weird. Oh, I gotta watch it. Yeah, and it's a rape revenge film for anyone who's triggered by such things. Um, be warned, but otherwise, it's gorgeous and it works really well. Uh, and it ends on Halloween, so that was you know one of the things that you could say. Well, it's technically a movie set on Halloween, but not really. <laughs> um, but sleazy New York, like if, if for a lot of people, it's just taxi driver or something like that yeah but no there are other movies that really get grimier than that oh yeah yeah okay so we've got uh we've got the hotel and uh this movie to me felt kind of repetitious we watched a lot of the same stuff happen over and over yeah and it didn't seem until pretty late in the movie that Dwayne got in too deep and things went too far yeah because Belial is now in a big city and he could go on a rampage and get away with it. And he knows it. Yeah. Um, but with psychically shutting off Dwayne, you know, or however that works. Yeah. He kind of goes into neutral and Belial goes, you know, full crazy. Um, it just seemed like, uh, you know, they were, they were taking more chances and doing more dangerous things, but it was the same things over and over. Yeah. They'd meet someone, that person would be nice. And then Belial would kill him later. Yeah. I mean, they were, Seeking the doctors who had separated the two. Oh, that's right. You know, that so, was their their goal. That was the motivation. And then uh, Dwayne met the receptionist, Sharon. I yeah. think her name was Sharon. Yeah, it was. Um, which I believe IMDB or Wikipedia calls her, calls her a nurse. She was not. She was just a receptionist. Yep. <laughs> uh, until he falls for her. 
really. And then Belial goes nuts and uh, decides to kill her, I guess. Yeah, I guess I kind of forgot that the doctors were the motivating factor. (laughs) They were kind of hunting them. Yeah, there was Dr. Cutter, Dr. Needleman, and Dr. Lifflander. Yeah. Um, This was shot on uh, 16 millimeter. And then uh, it's funny because in an interview, Quentin Tarantino, way back in the day before, you know, good video, you know, direct video shooting, um, Uh uh, digital cameras, red cameras, whatever. Before all of that, Tarantino was just like, yeah, what you should do is just shoot on 16 and then, uh, you know, blow it up to 30, 35. 30, 35 and, you know, you'll you'll get uh, a little extra green, but that's part of the aesthetic, you know. Yeah, he, yeah. He was like, yeah, it's totally what you should do. Yeah. Save you a lot of money. I think so. And uh, this one didn't really suffer for it. No, not at all. It looked it, good. Looked, uh, Yeah, it looked maybe a, maybe off by a stop or two in places, but yeah. that just added, you know, like a like a little more of a dark aesthetic to it sometimes. But for the most part, if you know what you're doing, you know, like someone who doesn't know what they're doing shooting 35 yeah. isn't, isn't going to look as good as someone who knows what they're doing shooting 16. Yeah. And um, so uh, it had to be converted to a different aspect ratio. So for people who are not familiar, that's the difference between uh, uh, when you look at something that was shot for old television versus shot for new television, it's a different shape rectangle. Yeah. Um, the the ratio of, of the height to the width uh, was so it was converted but um, but this was shot on like uh, 42nd Street in Manhattan and locations like that yeah so you you were like right in the heart of grimy New York in its day yeah um, yeah Times Square everything is just like like it was what it was man oh man it's not porno theaters everywhere yeah. They even thanked one in the credits. I don't know if you read the credits. Yes, I, I watched the credits <laughs> for all of these. And I meant to rewind it because I watched this on, uh, I want to say on Shudder. Yeah, it's on Shudder. Yeah. Not yeah. Prime? Or is no, it also on it's Prime? on, well, it may be also on Prime, but it's on Shudder. Oh, yeah, you because you have uh, Shudder on your Amazon as, a, as, yeah, a, as, as an a add-on. Yeah, and I have it as a standalone app slash you're able to watch it on a computer. Yeah. I wish it would just be across the board for everything. Mm. I don't want to have to open a second account. Oh, okay. But I can't watch it on Amazon and watch it on the TV. I have to watch it on a computer. So I watched it on the laptop. Oh, okay. And just moved it closer to my face. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it on an iPad. Yeah. So, uh, it yeah, it doesn't suffer for uh, for its age or for how it was shot. No, not at all. The only thing I didn't like about it is it's kind of gross and... And in places, the budget kind of shows. Oh, yeah. It's definitely low budget. I mean, it's obviously a puppet. Their effects budget was not very high. Except when it was claymation in that one scene. Oh, man. It was claymation a couple times, and it was fantastic. (laughs) I don't hate claymation. I I can handle it. Yeah. I like stop motion. Yeah, stop motion. Hey, that's where this all started. You know, the, the original The Lost World yeah. in the 1920s, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Because we talked about all that stuff. Um, and King Kong. Yeah. 1933. 1933. Yeah, that's a long time. And uh, yeah, I, I don't begrudge anybody wanting to use it. Um, this was originally um, 
just kind of regarded as a weird movie and it went straight to one of those midnight movie kind of things. It, it was yeah. Like, it got a cult following pretty quickly. And I remember um, sometimes you look in a newspaper and you'd see what the midnight movies were in a theater nearby. Yeah. And it would always be like Rocky Horror Picture Show or sometimes it would be like a rock and roll movie like Let There Be Rock or Song Remains the Same, you know, uh, something like that. But, yeah. uh, but this one, this made it to the midnight movie circuit. Which would have been awesome to see. I would think it would be. Um, I never have been good at going to those because I know that as much as I am a night owl after the end of a work week, the last thing I should probably do is start something at midnight. Yes. Like I started this at 11 last night and didn't get done until after one. I had to pause a couple times. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, when you got to get up early and go to work. It's, it's tough. That's yeah. rough. Yeah, uh, that's the thing that keeps me from midnight showings is that I know I'm going to be so tempted to fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I fall asleep. Uh, I don't know it, it, what it is because I can handle anything, but I only need about five or six hours of sleep. Yeah. But sometimes if something's too dark or too dreary, I will just conk out watching it. There were a couple times I fell asleep watching Sabrina. It's like everybody just got morose. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, God, I just, uh, my eyelids are getting heavy. Weren't they the most, like, stuck-up Satanist you've ever seen? Oh, pretty much. On the show, and they were upset that, you know, they called one called another a hussy. A hussy. Or a wanton whore or something, and it was just like, Thank you, flattery will get you everywhere. Yeah. Which you should have said. Right. Like, Satanists should just be all about, um, I don't know. They, they, they're they Satanist, and yet they didn't do a spell against cheating. Weird, right? They were like, what, nobody, they didn't think anybody would cheat? Aren't you all oh. a bunch of Satanists? And that's the thing is, is like Jolien pointed out, that Satanists have a good code of honor and, and, uh, and, and a good moral compass. Yeah. You wouldn't think that if you were if if you were afraid of them and didn't know anything about them, but if you've ever met a Satanist or gotten to know them, yeah. Uh although you might think of them as being more uh, hedonistic, uh if they don't regard whatever hedonistic things they're doing as being quote unquote sins, yeah. Um they don't do anything that hurts anybody. Yeah. They don't sacrifice goats. They don't kill people. They don't harm people. They don't cast spells that harm people. They're not about that. They're actually pretty cool folks, at least my experience so far. Um, the witches who weren't like uh, pretentious um, kind of fake hippie witches, yeah. you know, like actual witches and actual Satanists, I've had good experiences with them as far as people. Yeah. For the most part. There's been a couple times where I just felt like, uh, maybe I'm being looked down on. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm not one of them, so... I'm, I'm not one of them. If I'm not in the club, I'm not cool. Yeah. Like Rush yeah, fans, right? <laughs> I say that because I know that's one of your buttons. Oh, Rush. <laughs> so terrible. Oh, I know one listener that's going to be like, what? <laughs> oh, I'm sure I've upset some people. Yeah, well, it happens. What do you think? Uh, can you name something you like that that you know some people would be like, "What"? 
Oh, sure. I've liked movies on that we've reviewed on here. I mean, I like Mother's Day, which is reprehensible. <laughs> I mean, music-wise. like. Oh, music-wise? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm a big Marilyn Manson fan. I mean, oh. how fucking jokey and hokey and stupid can can one band get? But I, I, I actually really, like, if I hear Marilyn Manson, like, if I got in the car... And I left it on some station that might play Marilyn Manson, and I'm driving to work. If Beautiful People comes on, I'm cranking that up. Oh, okay. You know, any, I mean, like Rob Zombie, and I will not call something like that a guilty pleasure because I have no guilt for it. Oh, yeah, I don't have any guilt for it. You know what? I also, I hear something from Taylor Swift, and I think, that chick is really talented, and that's a really catchy song. She can have that. Yeah. And I can listen to it and go, that's pretty catchy. I'm leaving that on. Yeah. I, I don't I don't have guilt over anything that I like. And uh, if I think something's funny or adorable or hilarious or catchy or badass, good. Yeah. There it is. No guilt. No guilt. Yeah. So uh, anyway, this movie, um, it gets to where it's going. Uh, we do finally get the flashback of the separation. Yeah. And there's a lot of crunching and chomping sounds from the... Operation, from yes. The, yeah. I was like, what are, are they using some of those chattering joke teeth to separate the one? <laughs> I don't know. There were some weird noises there when they were yeah. cutting him apart. Yeah. Surgery doesn't probably make those noises. I hope not. But uh, so we did finally get like, what? well, what's... You know, what's so motivating about this and what actually happened back then and why is Belial still alive? And we got all of that. Yeah. And we got some really weird stuff about the parents. Um, yeah. Uh, specifically how the dad gets killed in all of this. Belial makes that weird. Did make, he? Did he make that weird saw. That weird. Yeah. That weird saw mess of spiky things that comes shooting down a track or whatever. Yeah. Did Belial make that or did Dwayne make it at, at Lyle's, they, Belial's behest? Yeah, the latter of those. I believe that Dwayne made it for Belial to yeah. kill their dad. Well, in a trance or whatever. Maybe not. I don't know if he was in a trance or not. I didn't take that away from the movie, but yeah, perhaps. Because we heard all of the building going on. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the dad comes to investigate... That looked like it had to be in the basement of a factory or something. It just went on forever. Yeah. Um, it had high ceilings and all kinds of weird crap discarded. It's like, how big is their house and how big would that basement be? And why do you got so many pallets? And Yeah, that basement was huge. And I read what it was and I don't remember Oh, now. really? Yeah, it was, a, it was a club or something because the hotel wasn't a real hotel. Okay. They filmed that like in a couple buildings and made it look like a hotel. Okay. And then they filmed that basement shot at some bar that that ended up being a club and that big saw thing hung above the door for a long time until somebody stole it. Oh, uh, that happens. So, yeah. Someone stole a velvet painting of Pam Greer from Voodoo Donuts here in they Denver. They got it back. Did they? Yeah. It oh. got returned at oh, some I'm point. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. You know that was some somebody being a drunk asshole. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm going to take that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad they returned it. I'm surprised they didn't screw that to the wall. Oh, they will now. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's bad art that no one would want to steal that 
every hotel screws to the wall. I was going to say, every hotel screws all the pictures right to the wall. Yeah. So you can't steal it because you know somebody has. Or hide a joint behind it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so this thing uh, gets to the point where you see that the mom was helping out take care of Belial. The aunt. Oh, that was the aunt? Yeah. Okay. Because the mom died in birth. Oh, okay. Yeah, I missed that somehow. Yes, he had or, an aunt who loved him. Then. Yeah. And uh and so we um so we get we get the, the movie uh wrapping up where Belial's gone too far. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's uh he's put Dwayne into a trance and then gone off and killed the girl, the receptionist. Yeah. from the place, not a nurse, but a receptionist. Um and he finally loses his shit and has had enough of Belial just screwing everything up for him and yeah. getting them in trouble. And in the struggle, they end up hanging off of the side of the building and then falling to both of their deaths. Yes. What happens that we get? I have not seen the sequels. I have not either. I got to wonder. How do you do? Do they just like the camera pulls in and we see his eyes open? Maybe. The bloody trail, Belial's gone. Perhaps. We don't know. He does show up in uh brain damage though. He's on the on the um on the, the train. subway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. So he's sitting there with the basket. Yeah. Which is kind of like uh well for me, brain damage is a better movie, so maybe that's a nod to this is where we this was the seed of that idea. Yeah. But uh the Aylmer is way more compact. And way more murderous, and for a very good reason. Yeah. Because he eats brains. Yeah. And he secretes the hallucinogenic juice as a result. Yes. And the kid gets super high from it. And everything looks awesome. Oh, man, it really does. I got to get that on Blu-ray. Yeah. I had that on, like, recorded to VHS tape. I used to show that to people back in the 90s. Wow, like, really? Oh, I was like, oh, you, this will blow your mind. Watch this movie. And people would be like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And, and these would be people who weren't even familiar with The Hitcher. Mm. And I'm like, okay, watch The Hitcher. And then uh, here's another one you should watch. Oh, man. Giving people brain damage. <laughs> For sure. It's part of my job. But, uh, yeah, this this one was um, part of... Uh, Part of Henenlotter's work, and I'm glad I saw it, but uh, it does not top brain damage for me at all. No. I'll be curious to watch the sequels. Are you going to watch them? Yeah, I'll watch the sequels. You know, I'll pretty much put anything like that in my eye holes once. Yeah. So, I also want to watch It's Alive. Um, which, yeah. Which uh, they said this was, they got that idea from It's Alive. They got the idea for this movie from It's Alive. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's totally what I was thinking of. And I believe I've seen It's Alive, but... Yeah. So we're at about the one hour mark, and uh, this is probably a good place to wind it down. Um, any other thoughts on the movie before we kind of get to that point where we talk about recommending it or not? Spider-Man dies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> any other thoughts on the movie? I don't think so. I recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, that, definitely recommend. Yeah, I would say um, unless somebody can't handle goopy, weird, puppety stuff, you know, <laughs> or sleazy old New York or big, floofy hair. Oh, man. 
I can't watch weird puppets. Or guys with dirty, big bellied guys with dirty tank tops and their pants <laughs> held together with safety pins. Yeah. If these things are triggers to you, don't watch this movie. But otherwise, I would say if you like just crazy, goofy monster movie fun, you know, this is one of them you should just go yeah. ahead and watch. Yeah, definitely. I still haven't watched Castle Freak. That's another one that kind of a little later than this, but but that was. Um, I think that's on Shutter. I think it is. Yeah, I mean that that's that was made definitely after Reanimator, and I want to say after From Beyond. Mm. It was like that whole era. Yeah, you know when they were making their movies, um, the mid to late eighties. Yeah, yeah, when they were making those. Um, you know, Brian Usena, I think, finally got to direct one of them. And I think he directed Bride of Reanimator. I'm trying to remember how that went. But uh, um, but anyway, like that whole era, like there's a couple movies I missed. Yeah. And Castle Freak is one of them. So that's cool. Yeah, I've never watched Castle Freak. Yeah. But uh, next week's movie? Yeah. Well, we could watch it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Jolien could be like, Oh, really? <laughs> I'm not watching that again. <laughs> right. I've oh. seen it four times. We made him, <laughs> yeah. We made him watch Toxic Avenger. Oh, I feel so bad he watched it twice. I think our live watch of that was maybe one of our worst episodes. The part where we're talking at the beginning was fine. Yeah. But just trying to get something good and something funny out of watching something. Not good or funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's one way to put it. It's hard to, uh, it's hard to ad lib live like that for some of those movies. Oh yeah, and not a lot goes on in that. I mean, well, and and some of the stuff that does go on is kind of shameful. But mm-hmm. but what are you gonna do? It was the eighties. It was the eighties. It was the racist, homophobic eighties. Oh man, yeah. yeah. What are you gonna do? Just kind of acknowledge and move forward. I hope. Yeah. Last I heard, Raw was only five minutes long. Yeah, if they, were, if they were to take Delirious or Raw, the Eddie Murphy specials, and edit them down, yeah, there would everything that's not objectionable. Right. It would, yeah, yeah, about there, five minutes. There would be not much left. Yeah. Yeah. And you could see why he didn't want that stuff re-released. Ooh, yeah. Oof. Too late. Well, um, at that point, I would say, yeah, um, I can recommend this to the right audience. You know, if you can handle stuff like that, go ahead. Knock yourself out. Kids, grandmas. Yeah. Yeah. I'd show this at a family get-together, you know, movie night maybe. Yeah. I rented something for us. Basket case. There you go. Basket case two and three. Same director. I mean. Yeah. If if Hen and Lauder is doing all three of them, it's like, well, for that reason alone, we should give him a chance. Yeah, I'll watch him just because of that. Yeah, for sure. But why didn't he make another brain damage? What the hell? I mean, because it's perfect. Yeah. You, you stop it there and do uh, not mess with I it. I see, yeah. Yeah. It's, and you could say that about other movies and some that didn't age well. Like, I, I think that a lot of people are like, ooh, Breakfast Club, kind of cringy, or Ferris Bueller also. But... But you could look at some of those John Hughes films and say, good thing they didn't. Yeah. You know, don't make a sequel. Don't, and please don't remake them. Just let that be frozen in amber the way it is. Yeah. You know, that's some Id- idyllic version of what times were like and, you know, was stylized. Leave it alone. Yeah. Don't mess with it. Um, like the new uh, Fright Night. Not better than the original. No. 
anyway, so yeah, we can both recommend this to the right audience and, uh, you know, know what your triggers are. Know what your triggers are. Goopy puppets. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Fat guys with their fly open. <laughs> Watch out. Yep. All right. Well, um, yeah, maybe we should just go for Castle Freak. Maybe. And then we'll I'll... see what Jolian says. Don't hold us to this. We may or may not be watching Castle Freak next episode. Yeah, maybe we should also record an alternate ending of this where we go, huh, well, we know uh, we know we haven't picked anything for next week, but it's not going to be Castle Freak. <laughs> and uh, uh. Shudder still hasn't gotten a hold of me. I gave my information to the people at uh, Two Cons. At, well, oh, man. Yeah. Nothing? Come no. on, Shudder. Yeah, sponsor us. All right, that's a good place to wrap it up, I would say. Um, listeners, thank you for listening. Stay off the moors. <laughs>